gentlemen. You wanted the best. You got the best. In strong language and adult content. The hottest podcast in the world. Slowly we rock. <laughs> what do you mean by bad? Huh? What do you mean by bad? Like not good. <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. What do I mean bad as in good, like kids say? This should be the intro. Like we- no. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, welcome to Slow We Rock. Hello! Metal's funnest and dumbest podcast. How Woo. are you doing? Woo! Yeah, good. Awesome. I'm James. To my left is Dan. And then across from me, it's Lewis. So just, a little, just a little idea of how the sausage is made again, right? This is where we all sit. Yeah, we call, we call That's it, what we call ourselves when we go out. Yeah, yeah this is the power triangle. But isn't it, you're not meant to see how a sausage is made. Oh, well, We've so, just put people off the podcast for good now. Uh, okay, yeah. Also, when we go out with the uh, BDPs They didn't see anything. Well. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Also, when we go out, remember, with the BDPs. Yeah, don't yeah, worry about that. No one needs to know what that stands for. It's not a problem. I have no ha- idea what you're on about, so just carry on. <laughs> like, I'm wondering as well. Yeah. If this is going to add some nice Fraser Crane style sophistication mm. to the cast. Yeah. So usually when we're recording, we start recording on Saturday morning. So we kind of have like a little tea and coffee, some and, pastries. And we have breakfast. So we end up with scrambled eggs all over our face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> today we it's a Friday evening and we're drinking some gin and tonics. So yeah, like gin and tonics, like somehow it's a really classy drink that only like the elite of Seattle can afford. Yeah. yeah but someone might be listening to this like eight years ago oh yeah, yeah. we can afford gin and tonic yeah <laughs> and limes podcast money for you yeah <laughs> yeah this is quite nice though like i'm feeling relaxed you know, it's friday i'm ready to do some podcasting got a nice audible drink for yeah. everyone to hear. when i left mm. the pub as well i was like bye everyone i'm going to podcast they're like can't wait to hear about it on tuesday so you know, <laughs> there you go mm. Oh, drunk people. Yeah. Oh, by the way, new segment. (laughs) (laughs) Drunk people. Um, So for our avid listeners, um, anyone who's listening last week, um, and literally just last week, actually, so people listened to two episodes in a row, um, (laughs) you'll know that Lewis was really nice enough to give us some belated Christmas presents. Uh, He got me a copy of the Kiss album, Music from the Elder, on vinyl. The best Kiss album, some people call it. Yeah. Sweet ass Omen. Uh, This might be an episode on its own, how confusing listening to that was, but yeah. (laughs) Got down an Omen poster, which is really nice. Brad. And I think in the spirit of 2019 and belated Christmas. 2019. 2019 teens. Yeah. I have got you two a belated Christmas present. Pressure's on me for next time, man. I'm... Absolutely loving this. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep it going. This is wonderful. So I'm going to hand them to you one by one and then you can open them. So for the fans of like the ASMR type vibe no, last back. week. We're back to ASMR. No. <laughs> this is an ASMR podcast. Slowly we rock. Okay. We're just going to rock very slowly this week again. And now we're licking your ears. <laughs> <laughs> I had no part of that. I just want to be completely clear. You look horrified. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jim, this is very That's sweet. All right. That's so, very nice of Dan, you. first things first. What, as soon as I ordered this, I was like, "That's a good present." And yeah. sometimes, you know, you get something which you th- actually realise maybe this was something I wanted for myself, but I've got for someone else. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. exactly what this is. Okay. So here you go. Exciting. And uh, Lewis, I know, like, basically, what your like all-time favourite thing is outside of rock and metal. So I got you something related to that as well. <gasps> A MAGA hat. Daniel. 
Dan, you go first. I'm going to go first. So, yeah. Bit of audible air. So, prove we're not lying. Ooh, yeah. You know, there's actually wrapping paper involved. <laughs> Very nice gold shade of wrapping paper. Yeah, my wrapping's not as good as Lewis's, unfortunately. <laughs> Amazing. I've got Incredible. a Funko Pop of Vince McMahon. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I almost ordered two. Oh, I was like, yeah. oh I want one of those. This is so cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's all right, man. That's amazing. And then, Lewis, this oh, one's for you. Thank you very much. And you get some more of that sweet ASMR yeah. business. Again, I'm sorry wrapping's not as good as... Uh, it's beautiful, like Jim. But it's yeah. beautiful. Remember, it's not the wrapping that counts. That's true, it's what's inside. It's what's inside. Yeah. It's the money the gift is worth. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> I, just, you, I can't see what it is. You're I'm going to guess. Can I guess? You're a huge Star Wars fan, is it, right, Lewis? Is it a... Um, is it a uh, I can't see what he's got, genuinely. Is it a figure of Rose from uh, Last Jedi? <laughs> Excellent. You have to have that on your desk next to... We've got a Greedo between our desks at work. So okay. We have to put... Uh, <laughs> Froze out. That's, that's good. <laughs> I know, I know you, you love Star Wars. <laughs> I know The Last Jedi is your favourite Star yeah. Wars movie. But the thing is, and I know much... Rose was very much an iconic character for you. So as much I as he doesn't I... like that character, part of him is still like, yes, another piece of Star Wars thing <laughs> in the collection. Like, yeah. Also, that's one that you don't have to buy yourself as well. So you can get uh, have your cake and thank eat you. it. Thank you very much. <laughs> right. And even thank the worst day of watching Star Wars is better than most other days, I imagine. So True. Yeah, exactly. I know, True. Some people really hate that movie. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Some people do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank man. you very much, Jim. Yeah. Merry Blade Christmas. Thank you so <laughs> much. Right. It's amazing. I love it. Pressure's on me next She's time. even listed as resistance tech. <laughs> yeah. Resistance tech. That's her job, isn't it? Ugh. She's down in the... Um... Oh, we can't get... No. I, no. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to bring on like the wrong crowd. I don't want to talk but about Star Wars. I wasn't too sure yeah. what I like Star Wars. her job was. That she was just trying to stop people from going... From, doing their job <laughs> from moving the plot along yeah moving the plot along. yeah <laughs> uh, but hey no i don't yeah i, I, also have, I enjoy that movie i, I genuinely realized today that it's funnier to me to talk about star trek i started the day with some star trek banter with someone at work i'm a cool guy <laughs> and i just realized how much stupid stuff there is like there's a guy in it called Riker, and you should go google commander Riker sits down it's a montage of him getting on chairs in star trek the next generation he mounts from like horses if you imagine so he's walking in with the back of a chair like behind the chair he walks in he swings his leg over the back of the chair to get onto the chair it's really weird okay I'll put a gif up on the Instagram like like you know how you get people who will um, complain about man spreading yes Imagine if you were man spreading before you even sat down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's how, yeah. Like, if you went to your dining room. Man mounting? You went to sit, yeah, yeah. Precise. You went to sit down Is for your <laughs> Christmas dinner, pull the chair out from the table. <laughs> and then instead of going around and sitting down on the chair, you go, fuck this, and you swing your leg over the top and then sit down. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah. It's like he's trying <laughs> to establish dominance down. before he even sits down. It's really interesting. Mm. Yeah. So I think we should have probably talked about this on the last episode, but what with Bross and all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it didn't really fit. Time. Well, I think the one thing we've learned from last week's episode is that family comes first; it's most important. Yeah, so absolutely. we had to cover that first. But um, um, I don't think we ever tried to be like a news podcast because we just won't keep up. Yeah, no at way. All. No. Yeah, we're always at least two weeks out on a good day. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there were like a couple of stories uh, that broke out kind of over the Christmas period, anyway, which were kind of too big to ignore <laughs> like also I love the, like, we're like oh sometimes you don't keep up with stories yeah. like, well this broke out over Christmas so we, <laughs> at the end of January yeah. <laughs> it's our yeah. take on it <laughs> yeah so um, we talked to, this, is, this is also one of those stories which I think is like because it's one of those kind of like weird stories that makes 
non-rock and metal news stuff. Like this is the kind oh, of thing yeah. that would pop on up on like BBC. Oh, what's like the? It's like a BBC News offshoot for like weird newsbeat. newsbeat. That's like yeah. the radio one. That's yes. the uh, youth news reporting. <laughs> oh, okay. Your, yeah, you're too old for news round. You're not old enough for uh, six o'clock news. <laughs> yeah, you, you <laughs> go on newsbeat. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, news round. Lisa Mazumba. Yeah, I was going to lie. He's like Zumba. Zumba. He's like yeah. Zumba. Is it Mazumba? Uh, Mazumba? I thought it was Mazumba. I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. Is it Mazumba? My Lizo. friend Rob Lizo. met him once. A, he's got a yeah. photo of him. Uh, I, thought hey, really, I thought it was really weird when I saw him on like a actual, trying to recover an actual news thing. I was like, you're not real news. Oh no, he does. No, he does he actual is. news now. Yeah, he's a, yeah. Because like, to, to, <laughs> you're not real news. I know. <laughs> also, the genius of news right now. News. Imagine, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's fake news. Fake news. Imagine having to write a news report that covers, say, the ages of five to 15, <laughs> 16. Yeah. That is... Some work. That is real hard. Yeah. yeah. Try and explain like... Well, Shout out to Newsround. Yeah. Is that even a thing anymore? Well, I remember, try, I remember trying to explain Richard Bacon's Coke. <laughs> like, no, that, was on B, that was on Blue Peter, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. So anyway, um, we talked about the band Cannibal Corpse uh, a few months back, almost coming up to a year actually, when we went to see them with the Black Dahlia oh, murder. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we talked about like how they're famous for like their... like kind of B-movie horror gory lyrics and stuff like that. Like lots of songs about like very extreme kind of co- almost cartoonish violence. Uh, and it's the kind of thing where like if you have like that stereotype of like evil scary metal, they are almost like the embodiment of it in a way. And they couldn't be happy about that. And they could not yeah, be yeah, happy yeah. about it. Then something really weird happened. Um, their guitarist, uh, Pat O'Brien, was arrested on December 10th last year on charges of aggravated assault on law in, on a law enforcement officer. Uh, so apparently he burglarized a house and charged a deputy police officer with a knife. Um, he ran into his house screaming, the rapture is coming. Uh, he then pulled out a knife before he was subdued with a stun gun. Classic. Then half a mile from where he was arrested in his house, a fire broke out at like a house he was renting. Uh, and fire marshals found like a large cache of weapons. So they had like Ooh. military grade flamethrowers, rifles. Flamethrowers? Yeah. Okay, nice. uh, I think they had like, grenades, stuff like that. It turns out that I think he might have been stockpiling because he genuinely thought like the apocalypse rapture. was coming. Yeah. The rapture was on its way. Jesus. Yeah. When they arrested him, he was almost like, he went up to like, you know, they had to do like, the kind of, I guess it's, I'm not sure what it is. It's like a hearing type of thing before we decide whether or not you're going to get bail or whatever, what's going to happen yeah. to you in the immediate future before going to trial. And like, it was almost like he was in like a Hannibal Lecter style suit. Yeah. It was absolutely mental. And it's one of those stories where it's funny because like, you don't really get a huge amount of metal coverage in mainstream media. Uh, usually <laughs> no and unfortunately when you and do you it do, gets such a bad name it's, it's, it's always your bark vicons <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's always like the worst of the possible worst things right yeah, yeah. it's yeah. I was like god when you read it I went oh god of all the stories to break out like no. you always feel in a way when you read stuff like that you're like people can ask me if I know about this and if I'm gonna have to somehow like justify it or something yeah. and nothing on like Bruce Dickinson beating cancer and yeah, being right? a pioneer for no. a whole genre I think the most thing. positive story is probably the Jared Fretton thing which says it all really <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that story's like no one died yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like, I'm like god how I even someone's gonna ask me this and I'm like I have no idea I saw him earlier in the year he seemed okay you know they looked like they were doing alright on stage saw him at motion that's so <laughs> weird yeah. oh Marvel yeah. Factory whichever one it's yeah. also it's, it's almost kind of like as well when you're at school and you're at the back of the room because you're obviously super cool mm-hmm. doing your business and one kid from that area will pull some kind of stunt 
and they'll look at all of you and be like, this was you, wasn't it? This is that, but with like yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Precisely. This is this is your fault, isn't it? I think like Metal one of community. the it was just so absolutely weird. But also at the same time, it's like maybe the most cannibal corpse type thing to happen as yeah. well, other than actual like mutri- uh, murder and mutilation. You like, just wish it happened in a song and not not real yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. I feel <sighs> method actor. Real gross, like method actor. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turns out that actually they'd like personally researched every single topic of every single lyric. Yeah. God, Netflix would be like having a field day (laughs) about the documentary series they can make over that. Like, we've got 25 years of content here. This is absolutely perfect. Um, How are you all doing? Good. Yeah, good. Like I said, you know, talked about chairs. Yep. And also, it's really, really nice uh, today as well because usually when we do a podcast, we kind of, you know, we go to a real effort. We do it at gyms and he usually hires a bunch of caterers to yes. put on a real good spread for us. Mm. At the minute, Jim's put in the podcast on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kindly provided us with a thousand cheeseburgers. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> uh, as far as I'm concerned, until Pink Floyd reunite to perform The Wall live, <laughs> then mm. no one gets what they want, okay? So yeah, first on lockdown... When Lewis and Dan walked in, I was stood in front of the table with all <laughs> of the fast food you can imagine. And I had the most sincere, happy grin on my face. Like, so you'll they call them happy meals. You'll often see photos of me and I'll probably have a very smug, arrogant grin. Like I'm enjoying someone else's misfortune or that I'm basically doing what I'm told humans do when they're happy. Or you enjoy yeah. the smell of your own farts. Yeah, precisely. Yes. Like yeah. it's just, it's very, my smile is very punchable. But when those guys saw me with that fast food, I think I genuinely, like, I wanted to cry. I was so happy and proud of myself <laughs> because... Uh, what a spread. But you served you know, it on silver plates as exactly. well. Exactly. a nice bit. Well, I guess I was thinking, like, you know, the, the guys were coming around. I said I was going to prepare a meal. Uh, my roast burnt. But what if I was to <laughs> purchase fast food and disguise it as my own cooking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those steamed hams. Oh, politics. Cool. Do, you, do you know a funny story about Big Macs? Yes, always. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or, sorry, non non. Do you forget who you're no, talking to? I actually heard a story about Big Macs in the news like this week. Did you? What did um, you hear? Right, so... I didn't do my research for this. Yeah. Go on, current affairs. Uh, who's interested about oh, co- copyright thing? law in Europe? Yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah. Classic topic for us. So, um, <laughs> We do like talking fast food. <laughs> yeah, so in... Uh, it turns out there's like an Irish uh, burger chain called Supermac. Uh, which is named after the guy who founded it, who I can't remember what his name is, but everyone's nickname, his name like was like something Max, you know, and then his uh, nickname for him was like Super Mac from when he was like... Uh, a hero. A fo- it's like when he did sport or something like that. Okay. So he named his... Uh, <laughs> when yeah. he was a sportist. Sport, yeah, we just did nickname some Nickname he got after a barnstorming performance in a Gaelic football match in the 60s. Excellent. There you go, yeah. Okay. Uh, so he has a fast food chain in Ireland called Super Mac and he wants to expand it into the UK and uh, Europe. And McDonald's tried to shut it down immediately because they said by calling it Supermac, you're basically Ooh. brand, you know, it's, it's brand confusion and it detracts from the Big Mac, which is like our thing. It's like an established brand. And um, the European court of like law was like, nope, uh, <gasps> Supermac can expand. Also, you have to pay them a thousand pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Great. The, well done, Supermac. Yeah. So... I think, and they were like, this is really good because like big businesses like exploit copyright law yep. to like shut down small businesses. But at the same time, I was like, 
Come on, man. Everyone knows if there's a burger with Mac in it. You've been where they've got it from. <laughs> like. McDonald's, McDonald's have lost the use of, uh, the loss of the copyright for the term Big Mac because apparently the, uh, which is so good for everyone to listen to. They're loving it. The European <laughs> Union Intellectual Property Office uh, cancelled it because they hadn't proved that it was a restaurant chain or burger somehow. That's, what? See, I think that's fucking bizarre. So it says here, um, ruled that, they ruled that McDonald's had not proven genuine use for Big Mac, which it trademarked in 1996 as a burger or a restaurant name. I also can't believe it took him so long to trademark Big Mac. Yeah. That's incredible. Like, that's the thing they're known for. Big so Mac. hang on. So we could call, we could change the name of our podcast to Big Mac. <laughs> Big Mac cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And exactly. we would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, also, the new, cool. pod, the new podcast logo will be, um, it'll be like all three of us lying on our sides and you and Nelms will be at the top and the bottom and I'll be the burger in the middle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> say Big Mac podcast on it. <laughs> Just written across our bare stomachs. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I feel really sorry for whoever's got to take that photo. What a great idea. No, we'd have to put it on a timer. No one, no one would take it. So, yeah. Mm. So, once uh, I tried to eat 10 Big Macs. Oh, nice. Because I was certain I could do it. Yeah. Think about it. You could do that, right? Yeah, because you no. devoured the first one and you immediately feel like you need a second one, right? Exactly. Not uh, necessarily eight more, but... <laughs> no, so I got to five. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. No, but I could have done better. Okay. And I'm, it's, this, is, this is something I think about regularly. Could have eaten more. <laughs> I messed up because I had the first two with fries and a milkshake. Oh, yeah, yeah. you fucking moron. <laughs> but how many Big Macs do you think that equates to? I think that would have easily been seven. Well, we'll never know. Yeah, it fails. <laughs> Unless... Bring them in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you... We were in a McDonald's earlier. We could have... That's right. We got money. Uh, <laughs> we were in a McDonald's earlier. We could have... Uh... No, actually, I wouldn't buy you those. What a waste. I might. I think I'd probably buy 10 Big Macs to see if I could do it. You could do it. Yeah. Can They're called Big Macs for a reason, guys. You... I mean, it's nothing no, now, I don't associate you? that name with a burger or a restaurant. <laughs> oh, do you mean Super Mac? No, you're ordering from. Now we're talking. Um, 10. I could do 10. Well, clearly you can't. Because you didn't. No, so but I messed true, up. Yeah. No, I made a mistake. Yeah. Well, I think you self-sabotaged because <laughs> you knew after the first one you wouldn't be able to do all 10. <laughs> so actually, was you all thinking, yeah. uh, I can eat 10 so easily, I'll also have this heavy milkshake and chips. I was like 18. I was stupid. Well, in that um, case, your metabolism's on fire, so you could power through them. I think by that point, how it was much, dead. How much did 10, does 10 Big Macs cost? Uh, Back we, then, it was uh, £1.50 for 10, but uh, <laughs> with inflation. Brexit and everything, yeah. yeah. Well... Um, that's, that's, also, that's I was going to say, it's, it's, catch up. it's nice to know that um, Supermac aren't breaking the law with their European expansion. Oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, nice yeah. Little, nice little yeah. segue there. Ooh. Yeah, that's right. TV show idea time! Woo! Woo! Cut. <laughs> that's what they do in TV. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. you were stopping the podcast. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. no. Well, we will... We've got a clapperboard at home. By will, will, we me. won't... <sighs> Yeah, we won't um, cut this bit out in true podcast style. We'll say we will, but we just won't do it. That's our um, catchphrase at this point. This is a sequel episode, technically. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a sequel episode to the Bon Jovi Network. Um, last year, we did an episode uh, called the Bon Jovi Network where we pitched ideas to Bon Jovi frontman, John Bon Jovi, uh, about TV shows he could do. And we thought it'd be really funny to revisit that with a different rock star. Yeah. And also, let awesome. me just need to check the book, how we did from the Bon yeah. Jovi one, and we made... Bank. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. We only do this podcast just to keep us grounded now because we made such money being big-time TV execs. We got about Big Mac money. 
We got, yeah, we got that Big Mac money. Yeah. And we can say that, copyright free. We got that Super Mac Big Mac money, yeah. So we thought we would give it an idea because like, yay, Hollywood, come on, we're here. We're waiting. Actually, I feel like our ambition for these shows are is like a little bit lower. Yeah. Like I, for, for Bon Jovi, we were aiming for like Fox, NBC, um, like all the, ma- HBO, like all the major networks. Yeah. Um, I feel like for the show- TV got, Mac. Yeah, exactly. For what we should be going with this time, it's more like, BBC Four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that slot I, that the holiday show used to have. Okay, so we are going to get pitching. Yeah. So uh just to begin with, uh the person we're pitching ideas for is the frontman for one of our favourite metal bands of all time, one of mm-hmm. the greatest metal frontmen of all time, uh Rob Halford from Judas Priest. Uh, so for those who don't know, Judas Priest are a British metal band from Birmingham formed in, I guess it would be the early 70s. Yeah. Uh, kind of known for their like dueling guitars, like lots also, of solos. I like how quickly this podcast has given up on doing any research into anything. It's like probably early 70s. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I think like, so. I could have just pulled up Wikipedia on my phone. I agree that's probably right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like early 70s. Yeah. Uh, I guess known for like their dueling guitars and Rob Halford who... Is- like high pitched screams, high pitched screams, and also a lot of like the imagery you get from heavy metal. So like pioneers, yeah. yeah. So yeah. if oh, yeah. You, if you look at like photos of like Black Sabbath back in the day, they used to basically dress like hippies. Like they yeah. had like the long hair and the beards. They used to wear like the flares and like kind of like colorful clothes and like platform like shoes and stuff. Dark like that. timeline hippies. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like Judas Priest were the band that brought in leather and studs. And like that kind of bike, motorbikes. motorbikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you think of as like the typical like heavy metal look, that is very much for Judas Priest look. Yeah. Like I would describe like Rob da- Rob Halford's entire look. I would say is basically a leather daddy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah he is like a leather daddy. Yeah. He's through a real leather daddy. Yeah. Um, but also, what kind of like one of the things we love about Rob Halford as well is his <laughs> Instagram page. Yes, it's uh, so sincere. And it's for, wonderful. Any, for anyone who wants to kind of, you know, find out a little bit more about him, who's maybe not familiar with Judas Priest, one, you probably definitely know a couple of songs. You probably know maybe Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Like, anyone who played Vice City probably knows uh, you've got another thing coming as well yeah. Yeah. from the rock Absolutely. station. So he's definitely had a few, like, big kind of rock hits. But also, you follow him on his Instagram. He's basically a guy who, like, he alternates between, say, a photo of him riding a motorbike on stage at, like, a concert in an arena. In front of thousands. In front of thousands of people. Yeah. another photo of him sat at his kitchen table saying, Friday night in the Halford house is fish and chips night. <laughs> I mean, yeah, listing off what he's got. So, fish, chips, mushy peas. <laughs> I love it. It's the most British yeah. thing ever. He put up a lovely collage. Well, uh, yeah, like a little collage of him the other day. Mm. Uh, just wearing multiple different hats. Yeah, Amazing. yeah, he was like, it's International Hat Day. Yeah, that's a thing. But <laughs> <laughs> he's him wearing loads of different hats. Yeah. It's, he's just great. It's fantastic. It's like, it is a bit like if your granddad got hold of social media. Yes. It's like, yeah. kind of like that. Yes. Yeah, but it was also in a huge, but it was also in a huge heavy metal band. band. Yeah. Yeah. It was also Rob Halford. Yeah, yeah. 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 exactly. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome. Um, also notable as well, and like, we, we're not, we're not saying this as a joke at all, but like, he is uh, also one of the most notable um openly gay people in heavy metal as well yeah like super pioneer in that respect as well yeah. so we have all the time in the world for rob halford yep. we'd He's love to do to death yeah cool and just wears hell. who he is on his sleeve and has yes. never definitely shied away super from proud that kind of yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why his instagram is such a joy it's just so nice and sincere yeah you yeah. don't get a lot of on the internet anymore these days really yeah i feel yeah. like he's trying to sell you something he's like the anti-dwayne the rock johnson <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the rock I, again i love the rock but not a single post he's not selling a product or like 
you know, pushing his brand on you. Like, oh, yeah. even when he's not, it's like, oh, eating sushi again. Okay, cool. Or giving exposure to a chef. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something. Um, whereas like Rob Halford is like, hey, I was, this is the silly stuff I get to in my own yeah, time. Yeah, Dwayne, yeah. Dwayne Johnson's like, uh, hey guys, eat my sushi again and uh, watching a documentary about one of my personal favorite country and Western stars, Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs> or one of my personal favorite reggae musicians, Bob Marley. Yeah. <laughs> I love The Rock. Yeah. It's just. Just had a business meeting with uh, the toughest motherfucker in the room, um, head of accounting, yeah, 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 yeah. Dave Gabowski. Uh, we've got some big things planned for 2019. Yeah. I also feel like if we did one of these kind of shows where we propose a bunch of TV shows or films to The Rock, he would just agree to all of them anyway. Yeah, everything, yeah. I've already made six of them while we've been talking. Yeah. Um, How does working man in the room? As Netflix says, there's no such bad, there's no such thing as a bad original concept. Yeah. <laughs> as you turn around, you guys don't know anything about European copyrights, do you? Well, actually, Dwayne yeah. The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Dwayne Big Mac Johnson. Uh, it turns out you've been developing Supermac. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Let's, what should we do? Should we quick fire this? Should we go around? Yeah, so... Um, Let's launch one at, one yeah, at a time right. each. So I I've done no preparation for this. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Hollywood, LA, New York, whatever. No, no, BBC, Channel 4, ITV, Channel 5. Yeah. Um, Dave, get in touch. Oh, like, Dave will be all over Dave this. will be all over yeah, this. Yeah. Like, oh, he would be the perfect presenter for Dave things. Yes. Yeah, definitely. He'd be great on Top Gear. I'm surprised he's not been on there. He must yeah. have been on it. Yeah. He's had loads of rock stars on there. He's had, like, Roger Daltrey and, like... Um, yeah, Brian Johnson and people like that on this. So. Yeah. Oh my God! Imagine three hosts: Brian Johnson, Bruce Dickinson, Rob Halford. Mm. I'm all over it. We can't ever do uh, it. right. Okay. So it's, called, it's called Land, Sea, and Air. But, but we can't ever. I, I assume for some reason that Brian Johnson's really into boats. <laughs> yeah. he, he wears a hat. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, but you go over and say no more. It's from but Newcastle, you know. Port we, yeah. We can't ever do one of these about Bruce Dickinson because. <laughs> He's already peaked with, he did a Sky One documentary about spontaneous combustion. <laughs> we could never think of anything that good. No, he sets fire to, well, he like explodes a pig carcass. Yeah, to see whether it would burn. And it's just screaming with joy. Yeah. Do you remember, remember that time when, they, sorry, tangent, when the <laughs> Maiden played. On this podcast. I know. How dare you. Maiden played Sonosphere and uh, one of the things that they was like, they were making like a big deal of there was that they were also going to have like a Battle of Britain tribute. <laughs> RAF display and so in a space where you could have probably had like an hour for a band playing instead they had some like World War 2 planes flying overhead but you can't see them for shit because they're so high in the sky and it's Bruce Dickinson with a live microphone <laughs> just explaining what each plane was that real? and like the engine and yeah That's the role it played then after that Maiden came on and did their set and I think the best oh. thing as well is that keep in mind this is summer in the UK so it, the skies were grey as shit yeah. so you couldn't see, <laughs> you anything. see anything I would love to even have been on, in that even crowd, on the though. big screens they had for like the stage you could not make anything out with like HD cameras <laughs> oh, okay man. my first TV show I've got plans first TV show I've got for Rob Halford um, Rob Halford if you and your agent are listening uh, I've got there's two titles to this one ooh uh, the first title is uh, uh, Baking the Law, but I think that would transition more to Baking Some More. And it's basically oh, Rob nice. Halford presents a great British Bake Off after show on More 4. Amazing. Baking <laughs> Some More is a brilliant title. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, he interviews all the contestants about their experience, uh, catches up with like Paul Hollywood, see how he's doing throughout the series. Um, you know, just kind of says, how are you feeling when you had to bake that cake when it came down to like the split decision? Um, but all the entire time he's wearing his full stage get up so oh, like yeah. he's wearing like his like yeah. 
leathers. He's wearing his aviators. He's got like his whip. Everything's covered in metal studs. Um, yeah. And you know how often on the shows it's like very relaxed, like sat on a couple of nice comfy sofas and stuff like that. Yeah. The Throw. guests, the interviews. No, no, they, 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 they all have sofas. He sat on his Harley the yep. entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe just circling while sure. asking questions. Bounce yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like a shark. Yeah, or, or he goes to see the guests at very, like their baking stations where they would be on the show. <laughs> and he just rides around. Like Antiques Roadshow, except that he goes to all of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's on, it's like if Fiona Bruce was on a motorbike yeah, in Antiques Roadshow. I like... <laughs> I had the idea that maybe he's there also while they're filming the main show and while they're baking, he's riding around them on his <laughs> yeah. motorbike. He's just doing, he's just doing donuts. And, and he them. stops yeah. and like suggests ingredients and he's like, it's not metal enough. No. Yeah. <laughs> Cardamom. Well, you could, you could even incorporate, it could be Rob Halford breaking the law, colon, baking some more. Oh, is that the yeah. whole interview, the mm. post-bake-off interview happens whilst trespassing on someone else's <laughs> grounds. <laughs> He's not so, been invited to do the interviews. Yeah. Oh, okay. And they try and so, catch him, but he rides off on his this bike. Show, this show isn't even endorsed by Channel 4 or the production of the Mates of the Greatest British Bake Off. Or they say it isn't. So if anything, <laughs> yeah. like they're all going to be there in like the studio baking. And then it's like, because it's a, the whole point of the show, like, one of the big parts of the appeal, it's like very quiet, very relaxing. You know, it's like... Very it, British. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, like, it's like comfort food uh, yeah. viewing. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden, like they're all baking. And Paul Hollywood's like, 10 minutes left, guys. 10 minutes left. <laughs> yeah. Not again. Like, no, not again. Not again. Um, he sees someone open the oven. Just, <laughs> you know that's won't rise. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's this? Like, Noel Fielding is like. Noel Fielding like, would love yeah. it. He'd be all no, over no, that. No, no, it's like. Someone talks to him. No, we told you to distract him. And all of a sudden, like, you look, the camera pans, and Noel's like, crucifying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Tony talks about it, like. He just rides around in circles. So maybe it's more about a show about him disrupting the Great British Bake Off. So almost like um, like a Trigger Happy TV meets the Great British Bake Off meets no, Judas I, no, Priest. No, because I because with Trigger Happy TV, it's like a stunt like camera type show. Like it's it's all a big okay. joke. This is totally sincere. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Rob Halford genuinely he wants, wants to help. He wants to get involved, and yeah, it's just that he has. He doesn't really know what the like pitch of the show is and the vibe of it is. Mm. So he thinks it's like it's appropriate to turn up on stage like he's doing the encore of Living After Midnight or something. And because of EU copyright laws, you cannot associate the Great British Bake Off as yeah, a exactly. trademark. Yeah, exactly. completely not. Yeah. Because like what they never you... proved it was a bake off. Yeah, yeah. Also, like what how can you copyright Great Britain? No, I can't do that. It's, exactly. Uh, also baking, anyone can do that. Yeah. So yeah. It's exactly. as British as brummy heavy metal. Precisely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's my first Very idea. good. Yeah. Channel 4, hit me up. Yeah. So just like the Bon Jovi one, I've done no research. I've just looked up some titles. <laughs> uh, and my first idea is called Better By You, Better Than Me. Okay. And hopefully everyone's familiar with the generation game where <laughs> on, 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 on the generation game, you'd have a round where they'd have someone who's an expert in making sausages. Could we use that as an example earlier. <laughs> And then they'd, they'd do a demonstration and then the contestants would have to do the sausage yeah, makers best they could. Remember, yeah. So better by you, better for me is Rob Halford with an expert or something he's interested in, like, I don't know, furniture making or, uh, I don't know, um, car restoration. And he has an identical thing to the expert and he's trying to follow along with the expert. It's a very nice like dad show that dads okay. would love to watch where it's him learning the ropes at like an expert 
an expert craftsman is teaching him how to like make a piece That's of wonderful. furniture. It's kind of like and he's trying to follow along, but the, no one's helping him. It, I mean, at the end, it's like, is it better by you? Was it better than better than me? <laughs> so, so the better than me, obviously, is Rob Halford failing at it, and the other guy being like, "This is my expert piece of because uh, you know." To me, I think we may have just struck gold here because. That seems like it's going to be a natural crossover with the Bon Jovi show, I'm Your Man. <laughs> well, that was when he pretended to be like medical doctors and stuff. <laughs> that, because Ru- in this, in this, oh, Rob- wasn't that also, hang on, that was also when he confessed to crimes he didn't commit. <laughs> well, well like, it was like, we need someone to fly this cargo plane through this terrible weather. It was another pitch idea for the same time. I'm Your Man, yeah. So if anything, you, imagine we could have Rob Halford. That was, that was Bon Jovi being an absolute sociopath. Yeah. This is... <laughs> This is Rob, <laughs> Rob Halford just doing things he's interesting in, seeing, oh, can, basically James May would do this if it wasn't uh, <laughs> yeah. Rob Halford. So it would be like, you know, repairing a lawnmower or, <laughs> you know, I don't know, learning how to do a shot window display. Mm. And then you'd have one window, which is Rob's and one, which is, uh, <laughs> maybe you could have a blind, a blind thing at the end where um, members <laughs> of the public or an expert, yeah. or like a faking it, an expert would come out and this go, is, this is absolutely I can tell that this window was done by a superb expert. This is abs- and then Rob goes, that was mine. Yeah, this is absolutely on TV at 1.30 in the afternoon on a weekday. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, 100%. This is like paid with bargain hunt. Yeah, you you okay. only know if this show exists if you are pulling a sickie off school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Better by you, better than me. Potentially, I've actually got an idea here that might tie into that quite nicely. Um, you mentioned the generation game. Yeah. You remember all of the kings of Saturday, well, Friday, Saturday night entertainment before you had Jim Davidson, Michael oh. Barrymore. Yeah, <laughs> Noel Edmonds. <laughs> right. yeah. Peyton Bruce Forsyth with Jim Davidson. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, they have a track called You Don't Have to Be Old to Be Wise, which I thought could be a fun game I show. I had a picture of this as well. Yeah. <laughs> in which grandparents are tested against their grandchildren Amazing. and their general knowledge, which Rob hosts. Ah, yes. I like that. See, Are you sure this isn't a real thing? Because that would definitely be tea time <laughs> Saturday be, night. Is that Are You Smarter Than a 10 Year Old or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, because my pitch for it yeah. was. Um, but this is much better. My pitch for it was it was just University Challenge, Children's University Challenge, but with Rob Halford. Like, oh, that's lovely. The, the presentation is entirely the same. Yeah. <laughs> the music, exactly the same. Everything. Except, is, except done with guitar harmonies. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from <laughs> it's Rob Halford in um, Paxman's place. Yep. Wearing full levers, aviators. Just <laughs> like, like Paxman. Leather hat. Yeah, yeah, precisely. <laughs> um, I like that, though. I think that's something which gen- that could work, yeah. Mm. I'm all on board for that. That's nice. Also, that's the kind of show as well which syndicates well. Like, it's easy and cheap to produce. Uh, yes. There's probably plenty of rock stars out there who we can We can sell it internationally. It, right, I you think. can sell it internationally. Yeah. Like, Get a member of a Scorpions for the German one, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe get one um, of uh, get someone from the Ingwe Malmsteins for the Swedish market because <laughs> <laughs> there's been no other bands from Sweden yeah <laughs> Sweden is not known for its rock music well you say that but, like, yeah, but also like the biggest Swedish band probably ABBA but like you're not going to get any of them doing this yeah they don't need no, get, oh god imagine you getting like Tobias Forgin and do it as like Papa amazing that would be that actually Wonderful. would be incredible actually, yeah, yeah okay. cut this one out this is a great yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah save it save it money it's material money maker yeah. Um, who do we get for the American version? What rock star are we getting? Brad Michaels. Okay, cool. Yeah. Not yeah, Bon Jovi. Right. No. no. Or maybe. No, I don't I... like you equating Brett Michaels with Rob Halford, if I'm honest. No, but yeah, but I'm. Uh... <laughs> and I feel I can be honest. I'm trying to start a, uh, a war across the pond. <laughs> That's right. We have Halford. You have Michaels. Um... Oh, yeah. I can't wait for everyone in the UK to go, who? Because <laughs> yeah, like, America doesn't really have like that Brett Judas Priest equivalent. Like, 
if you think about like what he- what like heavy metal in the UK in the seventies was and like early eighties is like what we think of as like yeah. Whereas in the seventies in America, you probably had more like Aerosmith and like oh actually Steven Tyler would Steven be Tyler. great. Also, yeah. he's got his glasses on the chain as well. Yeah, he's oh, like a librarian. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, Steve, yeah, Steven yeah. Tyler. But also, now because I suddenly thought of Sammy Hagar for a second. But I thought Sammy Hagar would be amazing for like a funhouse type show. He's wearing like yeah. his, his Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt, shorts and flip-flops. It's like maybe like, you know, Ch- uh, what's the To Me To You? that Chuck Brothers. Yeah, the game show they did set on the Tropical Island. Oh, good. Yeah. Tropical Island? Well, it might have been called Tropical Island. I was like, is that... Is that it was set on Tropical Island. Yeah. They filmed it on Tropical Island. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can imagine Sammy Hagar doing a version of that. Yeah, it would have to be on an island. Or a dating show called Why Can't This Be Love? <laughs> yep. Oh, oh God. We, guys, yeah. we're spilling over the edges oh of my good God. ideas. Okay, cool. So uh, um, I've got a... God, I've also got a idea for a show that isn't Rob Halford related. Another one. Okay. I know. So Dan's got a very worried look in his face. Maybe I'll say it for a little bit later. Save it. Yeah. Uh, this one, I've ne- this next one then, we'll skip over that. Uh, but this next one I don't know is... what it is now. Okay, cool. Um, it's like a um, Kitchen Nightmares type show. Mm. Yeah, uh, where Dave Mustaine goes into like unhygienic failing restaurants. <laughs> Sorry, what can I just say? What we're doing right now is exactly what we did with the Bon Jovi episode, where we mentioned one other artist. It's like the Easter egg at the end of every Marvel movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you think you're the only rock star desperate for a TV deal? <laughs> Please, Jim. Uh, yeah, so he goes into like unhygienic failing restaurants and he whips into shape. The show uh, is called mm. um, I'll Wash But Who's Drying. Oh, God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Cool, I've got an idea. <laughs> uh, again, I just thought of this one half an hour ago. Uh, it's a charity show, maybe just at Christmas only. Um, it's called You've Got Another Thing Coming. <laughs> and it's Rob Halford, uh, like in a TV studio. Um, and it's one of those shows where we like surprise members of the audience. Like everyone in the audience is there to watch a TV show, and we're like, like the Ellen like, Show, yeah, or, or like This Is Your Life, or one of those Philip or... Schofield shows. Yeah, that yeah. Like Christmas, like so and so did so much charity work this year, and they come out and they're yeah. all crying. We're like, I can't believe it. And then Rob Halford gives them something nice, but he keeps giving to them. So that's why it's called You've Got Another Thing Coming. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps saying that. So you think? So he's literally. I mean, I don't know how long this is going to run for. Could be very repetitive. But, or maybe it's just the one person, and they're trying to leave the studio at the end, and they're not allowed to. <laughs> He goes, oh, you think that's good? Wait, there's one more thing. You've got another thing coming. And he just keeps doing that over and over. Um, I think that show could also work for like an airing of grievances. Like, you know, that as well. You know, um, maybe Noel, for Festivus we could yeah, do that. Yeah, well, you know, Noel's HQ on Sky. Where that's it was not like, the first time we've talked about yeah. Noel's HQ, I feel like. What is Noel's HQ? Oh, it was this weird show where he got to basically have a platform to vent about Barmy Britain. Edmunds? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a Daily Mail editorial kind of One of those of thing. things where like, oh. What? You say bananas have to be a certain size and length, or you know, I tell you exactly what it's made it nonsense. You know, you know, um, Charlie Brook used to hate it. You know, <laughs> you know when uh, last week we were talking about Bross and how Matt Bross was like, I think it's wrong, but the kids conquers. can't, play. Yeah. it's like that. But imagine you gave Noel Edmonds an hour each week to talk about that kind of thing that was pissing him off. Jesus Christ, yeah. So you've got nothing coming, could be like an area of grievances, but it's like, in fact, you've got nothing coming. But I don't sounds... want Rob Halford being aggressive to people like that. Yeah, so I've, I I've, think he would I've, be... always, no. I've already scrapped that idea and I've got a I want him being nice idea. to kids. 
this. And, You've got nothing you know. coming should be basically like a kind of get your own back style show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So maybe they give him a gift and go, but you got another thing coming. And then it's like, so that, that, could, that could be the pitch. Yeah, it could be. Done like, a lot so, of charity work. So you've you got like, the yeah, you've got, the, you've got like the teacher or something like that. It's, I've got another quick idea as well. Okay. Um, Is it called Turbo? <laughs> no, it's called, it's, it's actually not a song title. It's a, uh, I've got one for Turbo Lover now. I've just thought of one off the top of my head. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, this is called I Am Berlin, and it's Rob Halford's personal journey. It's a travelogue. Uh, I Am Berlin's a lyric in um, Dissident Aggressor, uh, but it's called Rob Halford, I Am Berlin. And it's just him giving a very personal travelogue, six parts, uh, Sunday evening, probably nine o'clock, BBC One. Oh, not okay. Uh, but Michael Palin slot. Yeah. Um, or maybe... And it's just uh, him talking about his personal recollections around Berlin, his memories, where to go... Maybe, what to enjoy maybe 7.30 BBC2 which is the yeah. uh, Michael Portello Michael train Portello slot. Yeah. <laughs> glad we both knew about reference yeah. that was really cool <laughs> <laughs> oh I've got to go guys <laughs> really have a long hard think about my life <laughs> Lewis were you about to jump in with the Michael Portello <laughs> yeah, train I was reference I so about yeah. to do the same okay, thing good <laughs> but yeah I am Berlin I'm Michael Portello <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it can we have one episode where we don't talk about Michael Portello <laughs> that's all I ask <laughs> Okay, I've got this episode, this show I'm pitching. Mm. It feels less like a TV show and more like a segment of the one show. Okay. Uh, it's called Angel of Retribution. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh, sounds dramatic, isn't it? Which one show are you uh, watching? Rob Halford and the team tried to spruce up the Angel of the North and turn it into one of Great Britain's top tourist destinations. <laughs> Retribution? <laughs> That's good. Retribution? Wait, I, I retract that applause. Yeah. You're all paid for neglecting this angel. I'll show you. And let this be a reminder. I just, oh my God. I just think like, you, you know, we've got to keep it with the Judas Priest album song titles, Angels Retribution. That's one of the better, better new albums. Retribution. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. People just drove past and went, oh, I guess we're in the North now. You know, they didn't really stop. They didn't go and visit it. They didn't find out why it was there, the history of it. No, what actually is the case is that on the other side of the road that leaves the North, there's just spikes. Yeah. <laughs> there's one, like, you know, what the police use to stop yeah. cars. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, so you have to stop to see it. Um, yeah. I've got one here that I think could be a kind of make it or break it type deal. Mm. It's called One Shot at Glory. Uh, and Rob Halford has six weeks to become an Olympic gold medalist. <laughs> sport of his choice. That would be amazing. <laughs> and yeah. with trying to think fiscally about this, we're businessmen. Mm. We're businessmen. Mm -hmm. Isn't Rob Halford like 70? <laughs> yeah. Six weeks is fair game. What sport do you reckon? Uh, well... If we want to think about this, you know, and make some bucks, yeah. it doesn't just have to be the Olympics. We can open it up for a winter edition. Yeah, the Commonwealth yeah. Games as well. Yeah. Yeah, the Invictus Games. There's a lot. No, we'd have... No, they're... no we couldn't do the Invictus Games. I don't think it could be the Invictus Games. <laughs> what? Why not? Well, I don't think he served in the military to start with. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. think he's past the age of being able to as well. <laughs> Okay, let's get, let's get into it. I know he paints a lot of very evocative images with his... Uh... I'm, just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna cut in here. One, I don't know what the Invictus Games is. Amazing. <laughs> I know there was that movie called Invictus. Nothing to do with it. Okay. Invictus is about uh, South Africa winning the World Cup uh, in rugby. Yeah, and, so uh, I assume the Invictus Games was something no, to do about like, he was no, going to join Invictus a rugby Games team. is about, uh, is for um, injured servicemen um, in the war. <laughs> uh, who had like life-changing injuries oh, fuck. Uh, competing against each other. So there's a couple of reasons for Rob Halford and to his good luck, can't do it. So it's a good thing he can't be in it. <laughs> He's not had the misfortune that uh, no. others have had. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Incredible. Maybe maybe if things are looking bleak and he's not going to make the Olympics or the Commonwealth, he like would actually consider signing up and joining the military. Oh, no. What, like 70? Again, I feel like... <laughs> I still think that would make... a lot en- of holes in this story. Yeah, but that would make entertaining TV. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, Jim. <laughs> well, here I am just trying to get us out of this slum and turn these dogs into millionaires. And here you guys are uh, shooting down every idea. Very, very depressing TV show called Victim of Changes, where oh, he just interviews people about bad luck. And their life changed very quickly. I actually have no terrible. idea. Not similar. It's called British Steel. And it's a 25-part new series looking to rise and fall of the British Steel industry. <laughs> 25 <laughs> parts. It's like the world at war. From its humble origins <laughs> in Sheffield to big companies outsourcing labour to foreign countries. The series finale will be Rob Halford flying to China to try and catch a, C- uh, a CEO off guard and quiz them about the communities he's damaged. <laughs> <laughs> I also had British Steel. And Who's I said... listening to this? <laughs> I had British Steel, uh, which I said could be a look at the British Steelworks and how the industry prepares to adapt for a post-Brexit market. <laughs> I quite like the confrontation with the CEO. At the end. <laughs> well, victim changes could be people who have been victims of No Deal Brexit if it happens. Because mm. uh, I was going to say, uh, dissident aggressor should be Rob Halford's take on like Jeremy Kyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Living After Midnight. It's a kind of reality TV show where you know where pe- it's like a. Uh, like where the shows where parents get to see like their teenagers abroad mm-hmm. on holiday and they're getting like absolutely <gasps> hammered. Yep. It's a reality TV show where parents get to see their teenage kids on a, on their Friday Saturday nights out. Rob watches with them occasionally asks, well, "What about that?" Eh? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, like, is that how you raised them? <laughs> Stuff like that. I uh, would watch this. As, this feels real. As parents shake their heads while their teenagers puke in dustbins, start <laughs> fights in kebab shops, and dry hump against the bar. Oh. I would watch that one. That feels real. That yeah. feels amazing. Oh, that'd be... Rob Halford is dressed in his leather. <laughs> sunglasses. And no sat mention on, sunglasses on. Yeah, and sat on a motorbike. And how do you feel about that? Yeah. <laughs> mm, not very impressive, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you raised him. <laughs> oh, my God, amazing. But when he talks in adverts and stuff, he doesn't really have that Brummie accent, does he? Like... He did it. We probably try and link to these. Actually, he did a load of adverts for an album called Turbo that came out. And yes, there's one where is he dressed? Is he dressed like a lollipop man? Or yeah, there's just, one where it's stop uh, on the red, go on the green. But he sounds like that. Never, it's more than never take a ride at Strange Man's Machine and always use Turbo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good work. Go on, so, yeah, no, it's, it's weird. Yeah, the album's really bad, but he does have a song Turbo Lover on it, which is pretty good. Um, I've got a couple more. How about you guys? I've got I've got one a little bit different. If you want to go slightly different, I want to challenge a new market. Yeah. You might know, know the guy's name. I've wrote down how I know him. You might actually know his name. Mm. Uh, so this is called Living Bad Dreams, uh, in which participants believe they're taking part in a nationwide psychological study into dreams, nightmares, and their origins. Mm-hmm. This will be hosted by that doctor with the hair that looks like bread. <laughs> no, <laughs> he, does, he does all the programs when everyone's got STIs. His hair looks like bread. Oh, bread. I think what I kind, of, kind of know who you mean. Like, like a, a baguette. Like a loaf. His head, his head looks He pops like... up on, yeah, a lot of like sexual health type yeah, shows. He's yeah, really he's really buff. He's quite buff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Looks a bit like Ben Fogel. Yeah. Oh, I know the guy. He's like, he's hair like bread. His oh, hair looks I like bread. I noticed that, but like he's, he's kind of like very, yeah, he looks a little... He's quite. Yeah, that's the thing I've always noticed. Like he's incredibly buff. <laughs> yeah, but you can't Google Doctor Who's hair looks like bread because it comes up with pictures of Doctor Who. Oh, <laughs> you actually yeah. can't do it. Yeah. Well, so with this, 
Little do they know that they're actually about to be thrown into a real-life portrayal of one of their nightmares with Rod Palford as their guide. It might make them a stronger person, but it'll probably just be a horrible experience for our own entertainment and will be aired exclusively in Japan. Amazing. Because it feels like the kind of show which uh, Darren Brown should be presenting, uh, but has maybe just turned okay. it down for some reason. Yes. <laughs> and then the first person who went after that was Rob Halford. Yeah, Darren Brown would turn it uh, down because someone would... <laughs> Darren Brown would turn it down because <laughs> someone would turn to him. He, he would immediately respond with, what's the point of this show? Yeah, of course. It would just put people through the ringer. But Rob Halford... He'd love it. Sounds yeah. alright. Genius. Absolute genius. Christian Jensen. Is that him? Yes. Christian Doesn't his hair look like bread? No. It's like Hovis. <laughs> Google, no. No, he, Google. Lo- he looks like a henchman in an 80s Bond film. Yeah, yeah. but you're, you're, not, you're not thinking of bread. Google <laughs> Hovis loaf. <laughs> this is the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> How, uh, I don't know. I think None of these look like bread. <laughs> Yeah. So, idea for a show. Uh, it's called Delivering the Goods, named after Jesus Priest on the same name. Hmm. A late weekday morning or early hmm. afternoon documentary of Rob Halford following the white van, van men of the UK as they go about their daily business. Uh, an insight into the pressures of a job showcasing a side that the public may miss. Occasional hijinks. Oh, that, was, that ties in. My idea for um, Living After Midnight was just following people on night shifts. Oh, so, okay. like, they might follow an ambulance crew or they might follow, I don't know, you know what's it like in Tesco's at 2am I really like the idea of like uh, the ambulance has like got someone on the stretcher and they're putting him in the back and they're taking him away and Rob's trying to get into right Rob's got word that he's in the way because he's there with like his microphone yeah. and so he steps into the ambulance to get out of the way and like no Rob you're going to have to get out precious so moments the first the yeah. yeah and so he steps back out but he tries to get in it's like there's no room for you Rob so he gets on his bike and follows them <laughs> um, between like Hammer it. and the Anvil is uh I've got nothing. I just want to say, Lewis, you are really... <laughs> fix- he's, he's chatting to blacksmiths or something for a bit. You're really fixated on trying to find a photo of this guy's hair that looks like bread. Because it looks like bread. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Now I get it. Yeah. So, oh, so <laughs> the top... If you look at his, his hairline, the way his curtains flop down, it looks like if you've got a slice of yeah. bread, it looks like the very top of the Thank crust. You. Yeah. Bread. That must be really cathartic for you. It's re- yeah. Yeah, now I get it. Now you've got the two you. side by no, side. Thank yeah, you. Now you can understand why I've been quiet for so long. great listening. Yeah, have you got any more TV show ideas for Rob Halford? It's good to get this all out of the way before we start the episode, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this has been a shambles. Eulogy. Rob Halford has 24 hours to write and deliver a perfect eulogy for a deceased person of whom he has never met. Yes. He gets to go inside, he gets to go inside one room of their house. And he can't decide. He's not, it's like he's through not, the keyhole. Yeah, but he's not allowed to choose what the room is. And so he has to look through that room and try and get an idea of that person. He loved toilet duck. Yeah. yeah. Very hygienic. Yeah. Or maybe he's not. Maybe that was it. He loved running water. No soap. No soap. No toilet paper in here. Uh, I'm not going to ask what happened to him, but I can put two and two together and work it out. Yeah. I think we can all agree it was tetanus. <laughs> Trying to uh, Kaiser Soze a eulogy just by looking around and making a story up from ideas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I just think though it would be awkward. Like it'd be like this is a good reference. Uh, Bob Newhart's eulogy for Krusty the Clown in uh, <laughs> The Simpsons. <laughs> he's never met him before and he has to go up there and That's say a nothing. Very good reference. Well, I, yeah. how, how about um, if Rob Halford pulls it off and uh, the eulogy That's is a TV show? show. Rob Halford pulls it off. <laughs> I don't know what it would be. <laughs> if, if, if he uh, if he pulls it off, uh, then. 
uh, let's say £10,000 gets donated to the charity of the deceased choice. Mm. Um, so, Which he also has to decide from things that yeah. he has seen. <laughs> so, like, he's really going for it. He's not, like, half-assing it or, like, feeling awkward. Like, he's really giving it his I best. I don't know. Yeah. Of all our TV ideas so far, I don't know why he's agreed to this one. Um, it sounds Quite very stressful. Yeah. Well, because, well, the thing is, Juice Priest are in a funny place, right? They've basically lost... Um, to their guitarists, like a huge part of the sound over the last couple of years. You know? Oh God, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you wonder how many albums they've necessarily got left in them, stuff like that. So because their newest album sounds more like them than the last. Yeah, album interesting. Isn't uh, it? Their newest one's probably the. I think it's the best since Painkiller. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. It's, yeah, that's it's, yeah, it's super. Yeah. Really, yeah, love yeah. it. What about one called Grinder, where he just sort of uh, does documentary about people's experiences using Grinder, the dating app. Yeah, see, yeah, this is where I'd also love to see him. Is like the Vice edgy style documentary but because he's so wholesome and lovely it would be such a fun thing to watch but with um with that if it's vice it has to be a documentary about grinder but like in the sudan (laughs) (laughs) yeah they can't they can't just they can't just do every every single one would be him like running away from bullet fire yeah and hiding behind the truck or behind the wall something like that and then he goes, I think we're in the clear. And then the title card would yeah. pop up. Yeah. Yeah. We, need, we need to smoke weed now. Yeah, yeah it would be exactly. like, yeah, if it was Vice, it would just be using Grinder in a civil war. And it would just be like different civil conflicts around the world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, how do, how do uh, people find love during that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Grinder. Smoking yeah. salver in Yemen. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say, you know um, the show Naked Attraction? Yeah. Or like dating in the dark. The whole the whole like idea that. of that show makes me feel so upset. Yeah. Wasn't there, I think there was another show on Channel 4 where they um, just like had people have sex in a box and you couldn't see it, but like then they talked about sex before and after. Yeah. And there was a live crowd there. Fuck box. Fuck box. Yeah, it was called fuck box. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think it was called fuck box. No, I'm pretty sure it was. <laughs> don't verify Sex shack. Sex shack. Yeah. Yeah. Fornication mm, yeah, station. Because that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the cum cube. Yeah. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh boohoo! Oh, oh, fuck off! You can at uh, least say the ejaculation station if you're going to do that. I'm not that clever. Because <laughs> um, I feel like the Judas Priest album ran getting it. laid, squayed, <laughs> squayed, <laughs> squayed, <laughs> squayed, squayed. Oh yeah, essential to every foundation of a house. Squayed, yeah, squayed. Because, uh, like, but I'm like lo- a New York newspaper boy, squade. Yeah, because I'm uh, I'm looking at like the album Ram It Down by Judas Priest, and I'm thinking like what? all these song titles lend itself to like one of those type shows. Ram It Down, Love Zone, Come and Get It, Hard as Iron, Turbo Lover, Love You to Death. Yeah, I think we've run out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I think that happened before we started. <laughs> Guys, it's gonna end up being the Ghostbusters too. To uh, with Bon Jovi Network's Ghostbusters. Very high opinion of our first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not like Ghostbusters too? This is I more like Go- I love Ghostbusters too. Type this back in. This is more like Big Mama's House too. Uh, so okay, our original yeah. Big Mama's House one. Um, I, I I actually love Ghostbusters too. It is a cherished movie for me. Um, yeah. But I also know that it's not considered to be as good as Ghostbusters. I one. like Ghostbusters one and two, and that's all I want to say about Ghostbusters. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I can't want to see this new Ghostbusters reboot. And forget, mm, finally, get, man, back on t- my, back on my big screen. If we're gonna get, um, <laughs> gonna get Pat Aykroyd in. Pat Aykroyd. <laughs> uh, so, Lenny did you, Murray. Did you see that? We we're talking about Kimber doing the Ghostbusters. Um, Basically, re- but, yeah. Well, is it gonna be a sequel or whatever? It's 
I, Jason Reitman, Ivan Reitman's yep. son who directed the original. Jason Reitman's like a really accomplished director in his own right. He did like Juno and Up in the Air. And- in his oh, own right. Oh, yeah. wow. Uh, yeah, you go. Um, <laughs> but like a lot of the movies he does, like they are more like, I wouldn't, they're not, they're very tonally different to Ghostbusters. But I think people- I'd say. But, like, <laughs> but he tweeted like, finally got the keys to the car. Uh, and when they announced that he was going to make a new Ghostbusters movie that set like a guess a sequel somehow to the original movies, uh, and I was like, why have you just got Jason Reitman in because he's the only person he's associated with to, anyone? Because yeah. like, Harold Ramis has passed away. Um, Bill Murray probably not interested in doing it. Ivan Reitman directed not interested in doing it. Um, Ernie uh, Ernie Hudson probably desperate to do it <laughs> uh, but, so i was thinking like what if they just did it where they made a ghostbusters movie where it was made of nothing but like relatives no matter how distant of the original cast and crew so you've got jason so, reitman yeah. directing it you've got brian doyle murray <laughs> murray's brother brian doyle murray's really accomplished i don't think that's fair <laughs> i thought you were making these people up no, no brian no, doyle is murray is true. have you seen christmas vacation <laughs> as in national Lampoon. yeah yeah he's chevy chase's boss that they tie up because he's not getting his bonus Brian Doyle Murray's brother. He's yeah. in a million things that Brian Doyle He's Murray. in a load of stuff. He's in the Bubble Boy episode of Seinfeld. Look how much more excited we are now we're talking about Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> <laughs> talking about the thing our podcast is about. Uh, but when he started, Jim started making up other uh, yeah. relations like Pat Aykroyd. <laughs> Pat Aykroyd. Pat Aykroyd's like nephew is going to be in it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sally Ramis, you know, instead of Howard Ramis and stuff like that. Uh, we're going to get Ray Parker Jr. the third in. <laughs> the Ray Parker Jr. Jr. Yeah. I find it weird, though, that they're doing a, another Ghostbusters movie, especially so, like, quickly so close, after right? yeah. they did the other one. Yeah. Um, which I guess the the screaming Gillette crowd couldn't deal with either. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, it's not a good movie, but it's nothing to do with the fact that the main cast were all women. No, it's, it's just nothing like, to do. It's also not terrible either. I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. Some good yeah. Bits yeah. It. yeah, it was yeah. fine. Yeah. It was yeah. fine. Chris Hemsworth's very funny in it. It's like the bimbo yes. um, secretary guy. Mm. And I think Kate McKinnon's always good. But I think it's weird that if they're going to do another one and they want this to be like, this, oh, this is true Ghostbusters because you've got yeah. someone that's vaguely <laughs> something to do with someone. Um, I say vaguely, it's his son, but... Like, surely Dan Aykroyd should be involved in that writing. Yeah, he's written about a gazillion scripts for Ghostbusters 3. You don't want Dan Aykroyd writing anything these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, his ideas for... I can't, I've never had to find out, but his ideas for Ghostbusters 3 were fucking wild. Like, really weird. Please? I can't remember what it was now. It was something to do with, like, the whole of New York going to hell. <laughs> uh, or going okay. to, like, the ghost zone or whatever. And the whole, I don't know. Most of the comedy from Ghostbusters isn't to do with them busting the ghosts. It's just it's, the, yeah. it's the back and forth between yeah. them. Yeah, and the very dry kind of humour. Um, so I'm really excited for this. <laughs> it's like Terminator. They keep giving it a shot every couple of years. Like, this oh, one will work. God. Like, if we just throw it against the wall, this one will work. I quite like as well now that films are really excited just to go, right, there's ones that we made that were crap. We're just not going to count them anymore. Sorry. We're just going to work around it. Retconning everything. Yeah, retconning everything. Yeah. Is, <laughs> we, we were talking about it the other day. Is Son of Shaft retconning the timeline of Shaft? No. <laughs> no. So, it's not even out so, yet. Oh, so, right. Okay, here we go. So they're making a <laughs> fifth Shaft movie. It's now called Son of Shaft, apparently, which it never used to be. What it's was it called before? Just Shaft. Shaft. I'd have called it Shaft Legacy. Or Untitled Shaft Project, probably. Um, it's called Son of Shaft um, and it turns out that it's 
a because I remember they but basically they did a semi remake of Shaft called just called Shaft in uh, it was called just called Shaft <laughs> <laughs> no just, name. just called Shaft any yeah. was just called, but basically Sam, <laughs> Samuel Jackson played Shaft and then it turned out that he was the nephew of the original Shaft player Richard Roundtree was that like a twist at the end so no it's like halfway through okay. he talks to Richard Roundtree about oh, it okay and then this one is now um, Samuel Jackson's son. Uh, being a policeman and having to recruit his dad and his uncle for some reason to also help right. out and there's just an amazing behind the scenes shot of all three of them walking down <laughs> in the, the street clothes, in the matching yeah. sunglasses <laughs> and jackets um, Richard Roundtree looks like he has no idea where he is yeah <laughs> it's brilliant but I looked it up there's, there's only like six or seven years age difference between Richard Roundtree and uh, yeah, Jackson like six years yeah that's probably why yeah, his yeah. uncle and nephew but um, yeah Christian Bale was in that uh, Shaft remake. Yeah, he's the uh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Okay. This was like not a very good film. Yeah, this was like when his house was going to get repossessed and he had to just take whatever he could get. Oh wow! Well. Yeah. Before he's a superstar. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, he, I remember being interviewed. He was like, "We got to court wrap this one up real quick." But like, I was being interviewed him, and he was like, "Yeah, there's no fat to cut." Is yeah. There? <laughs> he was like, he was like, yeah, there's a point in my career. It was like when if you you can look at a lot of the movies I was doing, like in the late nineties, early two thousands, things didn't pan out." And I really needed just to like make mortgage payments. And if you look at the movies I did, you can probably work out which ones. Oh, wow. And it was like, Reign of Fire, Equilibrium. <laughs> Reign of Fire? Was that the dragon movie? Yeah, with Matthew yeah, McConaughey. McConaughey. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> crazy badass. Uh, uh, American GI, with like the shaved head and a beard. Yeah. Not did, a great film. Did not see it. No. Want to now. Yeah. It, well, mm. The only the cool thing was it had like a big dragon like burning down like Big Ben and stuff like that. It looked, the, the, yeah. It made a cool poster. And I believe this was out like not crazy long after Godzilla, right? A few years yeah, after yeah, Godzilla, like two or three years. Is that yeah. the Woods? Yeah. So that, that Godzilla time, film's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at that time when we were all young, super excited to see a giant dinosaur yeah. thing smashing through New York. I was so excited to see Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited. Like I imagine. <laughs> You you've seen the video for Going Underground? Uh, yes, Jamiroquai, right? Yes. And he's in the cinema, which is trashed by Godzilla. It's flooded, and he's wa- kind of walking, dancing along the mm. seats of cinema. In my head, I envisioned myself watching the Godzilla movie while walking along all the seats <laughs> in the cinema. Was <laughs> <laughs> it also flooding? Yeah, why not? That's yeah. why you went to the bathroom. You, you blocked the uh, the sinks. I took all the popcorn, all the popcorn and hand towels I could get, and stuffed it down there. And then turned all the sinks back on, flush, kept flushing the toilet. <laughs> then I kept like trying to watch the movie. I kept turning around, thinking, "Oh, like just treading on the floor, so if it was like getting That's wet incredible. and stuff." Yeah. Well done. Well, so I guess talking of things that we're being excited about, mm. what's to come, gents? A lot. New year. We've got some some business. We've got. I've got like four gigs in two weeks coming up. Oh, I think our next episode is going to be like a big gigathon. Mm. Yeah. Got mastered on. Uh, cancer bats. Mm, I need to get a ticket for that. We've got Giants of Rock at Butlins again. Yeah, we've got uh, Parkway Driving Kills Switch Engage. Yep. I mean, it's coming up in a year then if you've done Butlins again, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Weird. We've definitely passed the one year anniversary of the podcast. Feels longer. Starting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've definitely passed the one year anniversary of the podcast starting and we forgot to celebrate it. Yes. Uh, and... <laughs> we forgot to celebrate so many milestones. Yeah. <laughs> however, and... however small they may be. 69 downloads, 420 downloads. No, we celebrated those. 666. <laughs> we missed 666 downloads, though. We got 420 and 69. Yeah, we got so that's cool and dope and fresh. We got two of the trifecta. Uh, <laughs> and also we've got um, Bear Moth and At The Gates. Yeah. So we've got some... Am I going to... I don't think I'm going to that one. Did you buy a ticket? 
Uh, no. You may not be going there. No. Let me check your calendar for you. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> uh, and we've got uh, Judas Priest and uh, Ozzy in February as well. Yeah. But I think we'll have an episode before that one. So, yes. Yeah. Mm. It's really good that we've done an episode about Rob Halford without doing an episode explaining who Judas Priest are. No, if only someone suggested that we wait. Oh, like, no, 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 no. It's fine. We can, get a, we can get a dumb one out now and then we can actually get back into talking about actual things about them that we love. Yeah, yeah. we'll get one that people listen to next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did we get emails this week? We did not. No. Damn. Please email us if you want to. Yeah. If you made yeah. it this far, let us know. Yeah. yeah. Which um, means we're still undecided as to whether that, that theme tune sticks. I've, I forgot to listen to the episode, so I've not heard The word to see yet. if you made it to the end is cabbage. So <laughs> put back your email if you made it to the end. Let us know if you made it this far. The magic word is cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, where we are at Slowly We Rock, or you can email us direct, send us any questions if there's something you want to hear us talk about. If, if you don't want to hear us talk about <laughs> yeah, yeah please more so that one please yeah. let us know and that is slowly we rock at gmail.com cool thank you very much for listening guys catch you later we're so sorry bye guys no I had a good time <laughs> I hope you guys did I've too I've never had my head in my hand so much for an episode in, in this one <laughs> this is the first time you've looked us in the eyes for the last hour <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys take care Thanks, this guys. work is timeless <laughs>